0: And it, the whole thing, it's about, you know, greed and envy and avarice and how it's all represented by meatloaf strippers and cursed raccoons. Yeah, just I the mean, basics. Yeah. I worked
1: up on Morse Road. Yeah, and I let you shoplift. you damn right I did.
0: <laughs> wow, this is, this is the hottest sex scene of all time. She's just having a conversation the whole time. Welcome to Fright Club. First rule of Fright
1: Club, you do talk about Fright Club. Nice. And we don't even have an applause sign in here. (laughs) Listen to that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Welcome back to Gateway Film Center. Columbus, Ohio, our home away from home, and we love it because it's Fright Club Live, second installment of our new Friday night. I think that's the feisty, the feisty mood of the crowd. It's the weekend. We're I ready think to you're all right. here. They're drunk. That's right. And she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And we are from MadWolf.com. Welcome back as we do Fright Club Live, and we talk about killer clothing.
0: That's right. We were going to say dress to kill, but that would only confuse people.
1: Just real quick, we usually wait till, till later to ask this. We're shown in fabric. How many people have already seen in fabric? Oh, just a Only three, three. Four? Nice. That's great. Because it, it is one of those when you look at it, because it's part of the retrospective that Gateway was able to put together here for A24 Films because they're celebrating their 10th anniversary, right? Yeah. And they have such a great output in those 10 years, but I think in fabric might have been one that really slipped through the cracks for a lot of people, as we can tell tonight.
0: Yeah, I think that that is true, and it's Peter Strickland, and you should see everything he makes, and they, once you see this, you'll get a sense of whether you want to see everything he makes, <laughs> but if you like this, you'll like all of it. Yeah, I mean, because he's just nuts.
1: One that we've talked about on the podcast before, one of our favorites is Barbarian Sound Studio oh, yeah. is his, and then he just had the, uh, his latest, I'm I'm blanking on. Flux, Flux Gourmet, Gourmet. thank, thank you. you. very much, yeah. yeah. Which he, is also nuts. It is nuts, but in a good way. Yeah. So we're getting to that, but we want to say thank you last time because we talked about small-town horror. Right. And there was a good reason for that.
0: Yeah, because there's a, I wrote a book, and we were... Thank you. Thank you. There it is. And we were pimping that. And also, if you don't like to read, you don't have to because we have an audio book now. And George does it. The audiobook, of course, he does.
1: The audio book is available. Again, it's called Roost uh, in both reading the old-fashioned right, way the old fashioned and way, audio or book form. You can let form. George read it to you, and just—it's <laughs> funny Thank because.
0: You. My sisters are all characters, shamelessly, in this book. And my brother-in-law didn't read the book when it came out, but now that it's on audiobook, he listened to it, and he would just text me yesterday. He would record parts of it where George was reading aloud, clearly lines that his wife, my sister, clearly that character. And one of them was, one of them was just go to the store, you lazy cow. And So, he, so it was funny. I just kept hearing George say, Ellen Lines, that my brother-in-law was sending me over text yesterday. It was pretty funny. It's a weird dynamic,
1: so it's <laughs> more of that fun in the book. But, no, it's, it's, it's really good. And Coincidentally, we coincidentally. to have some down here, if yeah. you like it. We also have um, our Obstacle Corpse t-shirts. That's which right. As modeled say. by. Yes. Right there Thank in the front. Thank you friend. so much That's for right. wearing that. That's great. We have some of those. Uh, we have headbands and wristbands from Obstacle Corpse, and we should give you an update. The film is, we're getting close, man. We are getting so close to the premiere, which is going to be right here yeah. at Gateway, the weekend of Nightmare's Film Festival. Yes,
0: please come see it.
1: The weekend of October 21st.
0: I'll be the one in the back trying not to vomit.
1: <laughs> so. Tell t- t- you what, it's coming together really well. We're just down to to sound correction and color correction. You you watched the latest uh, cut just this afternoon.
0: And, yeah, and we'll, we'll have picture lock a week from today. So we're getting there. So uh, thank you so much. Yeah.
1: And I hope you all you all come out for it. There'll be more, obviously, at uh, MadWolf.com and MadWolf on Facebook. So, yep. But we're getting off the topic. We did sh- uh, Small Town Horror last time. And, and I think
0: the big win there is that Seth watched The Wailing and loved it. Yeah. As you all should. Wailing Watch is, The Wailing. Oh, my God, it's a great movie. Wailing is great. It's yeah. such a great movie. So, uh,
1: yeah, we're so glad to participate in this A24 retrospective because... Uh, we have, this is the first of our two Fright Club events. Uh, looking ahead to next month, it'll be September the 9th. We're going to show a as The Black Coat's Daughter.
0: Such a great one. Yeah. And, it's, and it's a great one to watch on the big screen because it's really just a master class in visual storytelling. I mean, it's one where really what happens on the screen tells a completely different story than just what the dialogue is telling you. It's just a beautiful yeah. movie yeah. and creepy as hell. Creepy and as hell. And we're going to talk about Satanists. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> To talk to you about Satanists and horror movies, because if there's one thing I like, it's a black mass.
1: So that's next month. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Tonight we're talking about killer clothing, and we're going to show one on the list, as always. And, um, well, let's get to it. Let's. We don't have the trailers, but just, you know, visualize. <laughs> uh, as, as, as I like to say, we'll fix it in post. And at number five in our list of killer clothing, this is from 2005. It's a woman who finds a pair of pink high heels on a subway platform soon realizes that jealousy, greed, and death follow them wherever they go. This is The Red Shoes.
0: One of my favorite things about this film called The Red Shoes is that the shoes are pink. Yeah. I, I, I always thought that was just fascinating. And they're very pink. They're like a purpley pink. There's no mistaking them for red. I think that's very funny and interesting. And if you're thinking the red shoes, like that sort of, I don't know, 1948 classic, mm-hmm. it's very, they're all based on this Hans Christian Andersen right. story. And of course, his stories are so mean-spirited and awful. Hi. Come on in.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's Vernell, everyone. Hey, Yay. welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah his his stories it is funny for a, how he's regarded uh, as a you know children's stories they they do they they take a dark turn and this one even more because it's thought you know it's the it's their own visualization of his story
0: yes so in this one a woman who's recently divorced she finds these shoes and her young daughter is very envious and wants the shoes and then the next thing she knows so is her best friend very envious and wants the shoes and a lot of people are and then and it is a Japanese film and so there's of course a ghost story curse behind the shoes of course there is and so we get to see some of the ghost story it's it's very you know I mean it's very much a Japanese film it's very got that circuitous sort of a storyline there's a lot of blood it's there's a lot of symbolism the performances are great especially the little girl it is really really creepy and very bloody and yeah. i think that you know for the japanese horror that came out around the same time in the first sort of decade of the 2000s i think it's kind of underseen it didn't make a big splash internationally it's not a masterpiece but it's a really good spooky gory film
1: and does it you you have to tell me does it speak to the female experience of wearing painful shoes for the sake of for the <laughs> sake of fashion i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't actually do that. I'm not
1: talking about you personally. I'm
0: but. really tall, so heels would just be ludicrous. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any idea.
1: <laughs> one, way to, one way to look at it, or, or maybe not. And, by the way, nice use of circuitous. Yeah, thank you. That was nice. <laughs> so that is number five, the red shoes, the 2005 version on our list of killer clothes. Oh, no, you wanted to mention one more kind of in this subheading. You had the oh, 1948 right. The Red Shoes yes. mentioned, and
0: the other one that is that is this movie s- reminds me very much of and If you've seen it, you might think what, but it does have the same basic moral, and it's one of the masters of horror. So it's not a full length feature, but it's Pelts, uh, the one with Meatloaf, right. where he he wears these, or he he doesn't wear these. He well he he brings strippers these. Fur coats made out of pelts, but they're cursed pelts. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing, it's about, you know, greed and envy and avarice and how it's all represented by meatloaf strippers and cursed raccoons.
1: Yeah, just the basics. Yeah, it's very tight. You've
0: seen it a million times. But I did, you know, I didn't want to include it because we try not to include anything that's not a full-length feature film. Yeah,
1: I mean, we talked about it when we did the the Meatloaf podcast after he died. Yeah. But uh, it sort of flies in the same area. Yeah, definitely. Worth mentioning anyway. All right, moving up to number four. And this is one from just a couple of years ago from one of our favorite weird-ass filmmakers. Uh, This is a man's obsession with his designer jacket. Causes him to blow his life savings (laughs) and turn to crime. This is Quentin DePew's Deerskin. And if you don't know Quentin Depew... Get to know him! Oh, man. He did Rubber (laughs) years ago.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh
1: Right? Uh-huh. Wait, I'm getting a no. I'm getting a no, a shaking-the-head no there. Rubber is about the killer tire. Yeah. Named Robert. Yeah. Which is great. I love it so much. And uh, and since then, what else has he done? He did the. Um,
0: so he did wrong cops. Wrong he cops. He did wrong. Yeah. Um, he did. He did. Uh, he did one last year where they adopted giant fly. I know you saw it. Yeah. He's quite a few. He's just nuts. He's clearly nuts. But he's an absurdist and and one of the few that you know are still working today. Like it's he's a full blown. There's no way around it. He's an absurdist filmmaker. And this is one of his really more mainstream sort of films. I mean the the whole plot makes sense to a certain degree and I feel like it's the most semi-autobiographical of all his movies because this guy decides to make a film about this deerskin jacket that he bought online and the longer he works with he starts working with another filmmaker to help him make his his film because he doesn't know what he's doing and then starts to realize Maybe he's a dumbass. And I feel like, you know, when you're making really absurd films and people just keep going, this is stupid. Like, maybe that's, you know. He wants very much to rid the world of jackets because his jacket is so very nice.
1: It is, too. It's a sweet jacket. <laughs> it's, got, it's got the fringes, you know, <laughs> and it's brown. So it's yeah,
0: And it's... And it's uh, uh,
1: Jean... Dijard yeah. yes, from, Oscar the winner from the artist, from the artist, from the artist. Yeah,
0: he's the guy. Which is, it's just really fun to yeah. see him play this role. I mean, the movie is nuts, and you'll never figure out where it's going. Which is one of the great things about uh, Dupuis films is that you just don't have any idea what's going to happen next. Which is super fun, actually. If you watch as many movies as we do, and you cannot predict what's going to happen next, it's super fun. So, you know, this is... I mean, it's barely a horror film. They do murder a lot of people. A lot of people die.
1: <laughs>
0: well, they did so it in, in
1: rubber, too. And it still yeah. had that really fun... Oh, look at that tire. <laughs> uh, but it's also barely... Was it 70 minutes? Yeah, it's,
0: it's pretty... It's, it's pretty, a quick one. Yeah, it's a quick one.
1: It's a quick one. But, man, it's fun. And it's absurd. And if if it's your introduction to Quentin DePew, I think, I mean, if if you like that, l- seek them all out. Yeah, for because sure. Because he's, he's one now that we want to see everything he's doing. It's one of those, it, it makes me, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of Drive, because you walk <laughs> off with the jacket with that he jacket? was wearing, yeah. you know, with the scorpion right. on the back, like that. That's right. That's Man, swagger that right there. swagger right there. So that's Deerskin, uh, <laughs> number four on our list of killer clothing. Moving up to one from, well, this was just two years ago, and this is uh, when a possessed pair of jeans... Yeah. yeah, come on. You know. ...begins to kill the staff of a trendy clothing store. It's up to Libby, an idealistic young sales clerk, to stop its bloody rampage. Say it with me. Slacks!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we knew it was coming. Jeans that automatically adapt to your body...
1: A lot of people have been very keen to get their eyes on it. jeans that automatically adapt to your body size.
0: Oh my God, I'm so like totally excited. I could just die. Get ready. For slacks. How fun is this movie? One of the things that's so great, I think, is—and I never worked in retail. You did, at least for a minute.
1: Yeah, I worked up on Morse Road at the old—who remembers the record and tape outlets from back in the day? RTO. Yeah, RTO. <laughs> I worked up on Morse Road. Yeah, and I let you shoplift. you damn right I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had don't... to snap—I'm well, sorry. I had to snap all the cassettes. Remember those white th- th- yeah. cases? Yeah. I had to sit back there and just snap them in and snap them in, only to unsnap them when people bought them. But I digress.
0: That's okay. PTSD. <laughs> um, one of the things I love about this movie is how accurate to me it seems. Again, I didn't, I've never worked in retail, but how accurate the sort of douchebaggery inside the store is. Like, <laughs> your ecosystem, my ecosystem. I mean, that's just the language, the lingo I thought was hilarious. But then also, you know, the, the slacks. When they, were like, when they were moving around and they were, oh, my God, it was so fun. And actually, once it got to it, very bloody. I mean, they were angry, those slacks. Also, that's the funniest word to me, slacks. I think slacks. Well, I'm going to keep saying it.
1: I think we should use this occasion to bring it back. Slacks. Let's all just leave here tonight <laughs> and start working slacks into the conversation <laughs> and see if we can start a social movement. But uh, yeah, this was actually featured in 2019. This was featured on a list of 10 movies you won't believe actually got made. I don't know who compiled that no, list. It wasn't but... me.
0: I could do better. <laughs> I bet you can.
1: <laughs> that should be. That's a podcast that do, idea yeah. right there. We can't believe they made it. But it Killer is...
0: Condom ranks way higher, yeah. I think. Yeah. And yeah. they want that almost made this list. You do wear them. <laughs>
1: well, you don't. <laughs> yeah, th- this is fun. I mean the. Effect Effects the the effects are so cheap, but they're purposely cheap. Oh, it's yeah. almost like it's, it has to be that yeah, way. Yeah, the doesn't tone
0: it? the tone is so spot on. And the performances really are too. I mean they and I think horror comedies are hard to nail. And they, they do. They nail this tone beginning to end. It's it's a very fun watch.
1: Yeah, it is. It's and, and even you even get the sense that it is trying to make a statement. It is. In its own weird way. Yeah. But it, but it is so much fun. You could tell from the reaction tonight. Yeah. People have their there's love for slacks. That's right slacks and (laughs) start using it people i'm telling you uh and that's that's number three from uh from 2020 on killer clothing so boy as as always especially since we started late we're up against the clock we got to move good thing we're not showing trailers number two (laughs) that's right number two from 2014 oh we've talked about this one before this one's good a loving father finds a clown suit for his son's birthday party only to realize that it's cursed it's clown he's gonna miss the
0: clown there's a little bit of a goof up there's no clown coming who double books a clown i thought you had a backup everything's gonna be fine i physically uh, cannot uh, get it off uh, it's suffocating uh, it's not a costume Daddy come downstairs I want to see my number one birthday
1: boy (laughs) just picture picture a clown in your head right now
0: (laughs) so John Watts I remember when when they were like they were like John Watts this nobody director is gonna do Spider-Man I'm like I know who he is are you kidding me oh my god I am so in and then still when you watch the new Spider-Man which are the I I love the actually these Spider-Man's because I really like Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. He's just adorable. But you would not have known that no. that this man's first feature film, well, there a man eats children. Yeah. A man follows children into like the bounce house and then just eats them. It's <laughs> that's quite something. Um it is a fascinating movie. Uh there's a great Peter Stormare, Cameo. You never go wrong there. And, yeah, this dad, he, uh, he just puts on a clown suit that he finds in a, a house that he's about to sell. Like He's, he's uh, just going through this stuff, and the clown didn't show up for his kid's birthday party. So he's like, oh, God, how lucky am I? He's not.
1: He's not lucky. He's not
0: lucky. And then he tries to take it off later, and it just won't come off. And it's because it's, it's about to become his own skin because it's a monster, and it feeds on children because clowns are fucking terrifying. <laughs> and um, it's, it, is an, it is unafraid. To take you places. This movie is, I was really pretty impressed by that. You know, it's like, it doesn't pull a lot of punches. And you really do feel badly for this man. He's a very nice man. He seems like it. He seems like he's really interested in his son. His son is cute. That's going to be a problem because the suit wants to eat it. Oh, my God. It is, and there's a lot of anxiety in this movie. And, of
1: course, it plays on so many people's just anxiety about clowns anyway. In fact, this was... The, the poster itself uh, was censored in Italy for being too scary. Just the wow. poster of the clowns. Uh, but, yeah, it is weird It is weird when he puts on his suit and can't take it off, which makes you think he really he should have worn slacks. <laughs> <laughs> See? that's You start working nice it callback. in. You're working it in. <laughs> and, actually, the clown suit... The actual clown suit was originally to be uh, set to be designed by Vivian Westwood, but she went on to design Carrie Bradshaw's wedding dress for Sex in the City. So,
0: I think she missed she an opportunity. She chose poorly. She chose poorly. But
1: uh, the, the clown suit was was creepy, especially yeah, it when was. especially when he, he's trying to take it off. Oh yeah, you know? yeah and the nose. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, the yeah, nose gets very, all yeah, yeah. yeah. Really creepy. And you know, hey,
0: you know who else has creepy clowns? Obstacle, obstacle course. There are clowns. In our obstacle movie corpse, by has the way. creepy yeah. clowns. It does, yeah.
1: You're welcome. And sh- <laughs> this is this is just for you because you know we're friends. Spoiler alert: one of them smokes.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> He's a bad joke. <laughs> He's a bad joke. So that is a clown number two on our killer clothing top five on Fright Club Live. Let's move it up to number one, and this, is, of course, the one we're going to see tonight. Uh, so we won't talk much about it because only a few people have seen it, which we love. But this is a haunting ghost story set against the backdrop of a busy winter sales period in a department store and follows the life of a cursed dress as it passes from person to person with devastating consequences. It's in fabric.
0: A purchase on a horizon. I'm just looking, thank you. The hesitation in your voice, soon to be an echo in the recesses of the spheres of retail.
1: The dress is your image. Onto what you project
0: through an illusion.
1: I'm just going on a date.
0: I don't normally wear this kind of thing. Be bold. Your date will compliment you. I love reading or hearing plot synopses of of Peter Strickland's movies.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: (laughs) Because I thought, is that what it is? Because I've seen it a number of times and I don't think I knew that's what it was. But I mean that in a good way. (laughs) I mean, the movie is completely insane. It really is. But one of the things that is so great about it, and we're not going to talk about it because we don't want to spoil anything, although I really don't think we could. Nonetheless, um, the performances are just amazing in this movie. And there's the central performance, the lead. She's great in every single thing she's ever done, ever. And it's just so great to see her in this movie. And she's so good that she makes everything, no matter how bizarre, seem like, okay, that's happening right now. So uh, we don't, we're not going to say anything else about it.
1: Marianne Jean-Baptiste.
0: Oh, my God. I did not say her name. I'm Isn't sorry. Isn't she great? Yeah, she is. She, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't she's, say her name. She's so great. Yeah, we've got to give her and credit. Everything. And, you, you know, and you're so used to seeing her in like Mike Mills' movie and like really good, solid movies. You're thinking to yourself, okay, well, this is going to be normal. It's really not. And then she like played,
1: she played uh, Mrs. Claus in Mel Gibson's Fat Man. She Ugh. was, yeah. But but she, she classed that up. She could do so much better she than him. She classed that up, yeah. She's great in this. And uh, and just keep, yeah, we don't want to say much, but keep an eye on, when you see, like, there's a newspaper and some ads, just keep, if you can, keep an eye on some of the other headlines oh, in the yeah. newspaper because they're funny. Yeah. Um, and then after, of course, we want to get your reactions. Uh, so come down uh, after and we'll talk about it and we'll get you on the podcast, especially for a movie like this where uh, it's open to uh, interpretations. Nice. Thank you for that. Thank you. In color. OK. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we'll be watching that here in just a couple of minutes and come down and we'll talk about it. And if you don't have a Fright Club button, get one of those. Uh, we got plenty down here. And on top of that, we're just looking ahead. Well, we talked about next month. Mm-hmm. We'll be back here on September the 9th for the Black Coat's Daughter. That,
0: in between now and then, we're going to have some guests on. From the, the Mad Wolf Pack, uh, Schlockatier, Daniel Baldwin, and Brenda Thomas are going to join us. We're going to have them on the show. They've actually each been on separately. This will be the first time they've been on in tandem. So that's, good. that's the next. Uh, right. In studio in version. In studio version. And
1: yeah. what's the topic? I forget.
0: Mainstream directors doing horror films.
1: Okay. They don't usually do, when they're they're coming over to yeah, our side Yeah, there's going to be
0: a lot of rules, and I haven't laid the rules on our co-hosts <laughs> just yet, but I am developing them as we stand All here. All right.
1: All right, so that's, nec- <laughs> that's the next studio version, and again, we hope to see you back on September 9th for the Black Coats Daughter. Until then, uh, you can always find us uh, on Twitter. It's at Fright Club Pod, and also the Facebook Fright Club group. Uh, we always have some fun in there. If you're not a member, thank you. I remember to mention it you this did. time. If you're not not a member, just reach out and we'll get you in there. We we have some fun stuff, and then we keep up on on uh, horror movies and what's going on, especially what's going on here, Gateway as well. So uh, we'd love to have you join. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. It's Mad Wolf Columbus, and of course the main website where all of our fun stuff is is MadWolf.com. What else we got going on? Of course the movie Obstacle Corpse, the book Roost, shoot. Do we sleep?
0: <laughs> we- not very much.
1: <laughs> so all that's <laughs> coming up. The movie here in just a couple of minutes. Come on down afterwards and let's talk. So that's it. All that's right. it. All let's right. roll it. <laughs> One hour and 58 minutes later. If you're like me, you're just so tired of movies like this. The same plot. Just <laughs> oh, over and over again. <laughs>
0: Canapé conversations. Yes.
1: Yes. And I know I, I heard people behind me i know you were catching some of the stuff like the color was artery yeah the color of the dress was yeah, artery yeah, yeah. and some of those headlines in the report you know the rudest waiter award was given stuff <laughs> like that just it is so great it's uh that's what this peter strickland is just on another he's just on another wavelength yeah he is and uh, this was just fascinating and now the second second or third time i've seen it it's even funnier
0: it is really funny, and I love, I mean, I love so much about this. He's got these elements of giallo throughout this movie. Yeah. But it completely, like, upended. Like, it's the opposite of what you normally expect to see in that. I love the way he just totally fetishizes, oh. uh, like, consumerism. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of yeah. horror films are about that. Most of, of Romero's films are about that. But in this, I mean, it's just its just so bizarre the way he does it. It's so, there, like, there's something so... Just subversively retro about everything he has in this film.
1: And the sales lady. Um, <laughs> she reminded me, remember years ago, and I don't, I don't watch QVC or I don't watch those, but there used to be this one yeah, lady this, I knew who going to say there He did watch she, this one lady. She could sell me anything. Anything at all. And just the phrases that yeah, the sales lady came up with, they were so captivating. <laughs> And then, of course, the two guys, Stash and Clive. Oh
0: God, they were great.
1: Who reminded me of Bob and Bob yeah. in Office Space. The Bobs. Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the one is Steve Oram. Uh, yeah. We showed the Dark song here at one point, and he's the he's the like conjurer in the Dark song. And at some point, we're going to show a movie that he stars in called Ah. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what it's called. <laughs> I love that guy. I love Steve Orham. And uh, we also showed um, Sightseers. He's the star of that. Oh so anyway. yeah. Well, we're, we're because big fans of
1: because one of the I don't know if you saw the executive producer is Ben Wheatley, yeah. so of, of this movie, so yeah, Love that it. could be a connection yeah. there. Yeah, that you <laughs> you nailed it with the consumerism and the fetishism. I mean, they were fetishing some weird stuff,
0: <laughs> like washing machine stuff. Oh my God! Yeah, that it, it's funny because I I knew that was was coming. I was like, you know, T meant minus five fourth. I just wanted to hear it. yeah, and the whole crowd was like. What? <laughs> i wanted something different
1: after the last movie i saw and this was different it um, was different they took star trek techno jargon and turned it into washer techno jargon <laughs> during, and i believe that there were witches and it's a coven maybe
0: <laughs> but then again trying to explain this movie is like no there is no explanation I do love I do love the Coven idea. I love the people yeah. who work in the department store and the outfits that they're wearing and like what, what are they wearing? It's like this weird Victorian garb, like what is going on there? And are I mean they're like living mannequins. They love mannequins. <laughs> they're fans <laughs> of mannequins. And uh Yeah. Yeah. There was so much to unpack in this movie.
1: It did. It had a it had a coven sort of it vibe did. about it. Yeah, it totally yeah. did. Yes, sir. The baby flipping him off was.
0: Oh, that was, beautiful, right? Beautiful. Oh, that was. That's all. That was Chef's Kiss right there. Yeah. That was really, really funny.
1: <laughs> and not only flipping him off, but it was, it was a slow, like, you know, just winding it up. You knew it was coming, and then there it was. Yeah. It was I also
0: thought it was funny that, that uh, everybody seemed, I'm not sure what was going on with the washer speak, like what, what effect that they were getting out of that. But then, you know, and it was, like, the most incredibly, uh, like, least sexy man on earth who was delivering the speech.
1: <laughs> and in case you
0: didn't know that, there was a sex scene. I'm like, wow, this is,
1: <laughs> this is the
0: hottest sex scene of all time. She's just having a conversation the whole time.
1: And it, it's also it, the way it breaks with its storytelling because you're so invested yeah, you are. in Sheila's story, right? Yeah. And then she's gone. Yeah, and then she's gone, and that's that's really unusual. Of course, he's going to be a, a storyteller that's going to do stuff stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's really weird because you just stop, and you you normally would be maybe the movie's over. This like halfway done. Right. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. it picks up something completely different. If you
0: love the main saleswoman, she's in almost all of his films.
1: Let's see if I can pronounce her name: Sidsa Babbitt Nudson. Best I can do.
0: And uh, she's the main character in Flux Gourmet. She's the main character in the Duke of Burgundy. She's, and she's just mesmerizing. You know, I, the whole time I just feel, I, you know what? I think I only catch like, I don't know, 60% of what she says. And still I'm just like, where is she again? She's the one I'd like to. I don't
1: care, though. She can talk to me in another exactly. language. I really don't care. Yeah. And also in Flux Gourmet, her, in, in this movie, her boss, that weird dude, he has a bigger part in Flex Gourmet. He does. He has yeah. lines. Yeah. He has
0: lines in Flex Gourmet. Yeah. Although he's he's just as sketchy. No, I it gave me su- uh Suspiria vibes. Yeah. Uh but it was really weird 'cause like like we were talking up there, we what period of time was that in? Was it now or was it like the seventies? It was really weird. Like I couldn't tell I couldn't pinpoint a time that it was at.
1: Well, I, I think the 70s was a good bet because of the answering machine and the telephones.
0: 70s uh, or the 80s. Yeah. But I do Maybe think, early I 80s? Mean, there was definitely a Giallo kind of a feel oh, yeah, about it. There was for, for, for sure. sure. I think that, especially with the very red, like the real. So red. Like artery real, red. Yeah, artery red. <laughs> the witch vibes too, like the coven sure. vibes. Like yeah, for sure. It, Suspiria just was the first thing I thought of. And um, Slacks, by the way, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. We got you know, that's the whole problem. If she'd have just not bought dre- a dress right. and just gone for a nice pair of slacks, <laughs> everything would have we been brought fine. brought
1: it back to slacks. We can't do any better than that. Thank <laughs> you guys so much. This has been a blast. Yeah, this has been a lot so of fun. Fine. I think we're uh, we're off and running on the Friday nights. So we'll have this uh, edited and good to go, I think, on Tuesday. Yeah, probably and, on uh, Tuesday. Come yeah.
0: back on the 9th of September. Mm-hmm. And we can watch The Black Coat's Daughter and talk about Satanists. All
1: right, so until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club podcast.
0: my friends.
1: Thanks a lot, you guys. Have a great night. Thank you so much.